You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But the person we're going to talk about in the next segment of the show, before we do that, I want to remind you guys again uh, to subscribe to us, however you're listening to us, whether it be uh, the free Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. We thank you guys for listening each and every week here on Grind Season where we talk about the Memphis Grizzlies um, twice a week. And we try to keep it as real with you guys as we can. But moving on to the next segment of the uh, of the day. We talked about this when the show first started. Jaron Jackson Jr., we, are here, we here all in Memphis, we're uh, uh, kind of hyping them up, trying to get Jaron in that conversation, throwing our little 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Down for Jaron Jackson Jr. on your betting apps back when those good odds were out there when he, when he was uh, nowhere near being a favorite for that uh, for that uh, award. Then you start looking at the at the betting apps, Jason Smith, and that bet didn't look as good. Those mm-hmm. odds start swinging, you know, more towards Jaron being uh, you know a possible winner of the Defensive Player of the Year. Now, on every sports book that I can think of, if you take a look at it, Jaron Jackson Jr. is now the favorite to win yep. Defensive Player of the Year. NBA.com updated their awards race. Jaron Jackson Jr. is the favorite to win it. Your boy uh, uh, Nick Claxton with the Brooklyn Nets feeling some type of way, putting his putting his tweets out, putting his thoughts out about why he should be the defensive player of the year. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been on a tear this year. Uh, he's behind a lot of guys in time. He has, a, I think, I think in the next two weeks, you'll see his numbers register as far as the the stats leaders because. Um, I think, I think he's got five games away. Well, well, if he doesn't miss any, well, he'll he'll reach that seventy percent threshold where he's played in seventy percent of the team's games. So you'll start seeing his stats matter. They'll start counting. But Jaron Jackson Jr. just in the last two two games has eleven blocks. He's third in the league total behind, like we said, Nick Claxton and also Brooke Lopez. Those are your two leaders. Jaron Jackson actually leads in blocks per game at three point three which is like a half a block or more than everyone uh, else in the league. Um, it's a possibility he catches these guys who've played 10, 11, 12, 15 more games in them, which is crazy that he could catch those guys in total blocks, the guys who are currently the leaders. And when Jaron Jackson, before Jaron Jackson was playing, this Grizzlies team was one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Right. That wasn't just an eye test. All numbers said that we were one of the worst teams in the league. I think at one point we were the last. I, I might yeah, be mistaken. We were last. Exactly. Yeah, we were 30 at one point. We are the number one team defensively in the league, and there's room to talk about that. Like, it's, it's we're not marginally the, the best in the league. We're, we're out in front by a while. And <laughs> there's no way you can look at that and not give a ton of that credit to Jaron Jackson Jr. I remember a few years ago, not a few years ago, it's probably 10 years ago now, when Marcus Saul won Defensive Player of the Year. A lot of the credit, that, that a lot of the reason why he got that was because people were saying, if the Grizzlies defense is this good, Marcus Saul, you know, his on-off numbers, all these type of things. But there weren't really many tangible numbers that really supported why Marcus Saul was Defensive Player of the Year. When Jaron Jackson Jr., you get those on-off numbers, you get those net ratings and all those type of things that support why you know, he's the anchor of the, this defense, but you also get the throwback tangible numbers that the guys like to look at, which is shot blocking. Last year, the knock on him was, well, he missed a lot of games, uh, 
miss a lot of time because of fouls. The fouls are down this year, and Jaron has been dominant on the court when he's out there. I don't see how anybody, I don't see how any name you can think of, not Marcus Smart, not Nick Claxton, not whoever you can name, can be def- defensive player of the year over Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, you laid out the case, and and you could almost rest it right there. I yeah. think it's as simple as that saying. You're talking about the number one defense in the league. They've been number one with Jaron, and now they're number one overall, having overcome mm-hmm. the slow start. And so right. it's and and right. others pointed this out. That almost helps his case. The fact that they were literally dead last in the league without him, and now they're number one. With him, that helps his case even Halfway more. Halfway through the season, it went like it was a gradual. Hundred like, <laughs> percent. Right, he flipped it in in their seasons only halfway. I mean, it was before halfway when he did it. You know, yeah, I think he missed the first what fourteen games of the season. Mm-hmm. So you were well into the season, and that that story is right there on paper. How how bad the Grizzlies were playing, how much better they've been since he's been on the floor. That's right there in front of you. Then then you go to some of the other obvious things. Grizzlies number one in defense. Okay, you know, Marcus Smart won it last year. Where's Boston at this year? They're seventh. Nick Claxton, I know right now, leads the leagues in blocks if you don't count, you know, Jaron Jaron's per game uh, uh, because of the number of games played. But but where are the Nets? The Nets are ninth right now in defense. So I don't understand how you could look at a, def- at a list of the, the NBA's best defensive teams, see Memphis right on top, and the guy that's probably going to lead the league in overall blocks and blocks per game by the time the season's over. Cause saying, I think he's going to catch him. He's clearly on pace to catch him right now. Barring health. I don't see it's a no brainer that Jaron Jackson jr. Is the defensive player of the year. Uh, his versatility, the, 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 the being on the floor, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, has he, has he completely uh, uh, put the foul trouble behind him? No, uh, not, not completely, but has he improved on it? Absolutely. And saying, I think as the reputation builds, Right, his reputation as one of the league's elite defenders, a, a, a campaign for defensive player of the year. I, you know, I saw the Jaron interview. He'll get some of those ticky tack ones. Maybe those refs won't be as quick to blow that whistle. Yeah. So maybe he's on to you know as that respect for him defensively goes up. Now he got to stay out of the mess and particularly the frustration. We've been through it before. Told him he need to grow up a little bit earlier. You know, a few podcasts ago. But all of that said, uh, if you throw the frustration out, man. He's staying on the floor, and when he does, he's swatting stuff left and right. Uh, what did you say? Three point three blocks per game. So yeah, saying I think this one's a no brainer to a point that you know arguing for anybody else is almost almost hate. What are you you holding the uh, uh, the fir- that if the fact that he missed the first fourteen games of the season against him, guys are missing plenty of time all over the league. He's hands right. down the defensive player of the year, and I think this one's easy, especially so long as the Grizzlies stay on top of the league in defense. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me ask you this. While we're talking about Jaron Jackson Jr., um, he's looking like the defensive player of the year favorite. His offensive numbers have increased as well. He, he's His scoring average is above his career uh, scoring average right now. Has Jaron made a case to be it, – it's, it's the fact that he's looking like the defensive player of the year favorite. Is that making the case for him to be an all-star? Uh, the reason why I said it is because I remember – Many years where Rudy Gobert was an all-star and wasn't giving you anything on offense. It was strictly because of how good he was on defense. We're going to be the number one or number two team in the league. We talked about this a few weeks ago, but you got Zion and AD who are your voting favorites. They're they're ahead of him in the front court as far as your bigs are concerned. Of course, LeBron is going to be there. A lot of people are pulling for the Sabonis of the world, the Laurie Markinens, 
guys who've had incredible seasons. But I think that, that, that Jaron's defensive performance, especially if, if he keeps going on this tear that he's on right now, I think it puts him in the all-star conversation for sure. He's in the conversation. I think the guys you mentioned will be ahead of him. Markkanen is one of those guys at the end of that list that I think will be ahead of him in terms of if you're getting down toward the back of the list. It's going to be tough. I think I think saying once he wins defensive player of the year, once he's already got that on the resume, then in future years it helps boost you, and especially if you're talking about you know, you're averaging 17 and 7 next year. Well, already having that defensive player of the year on your resume – helps you out there. Again, it's it's the reputation. I just think there's going to be – yes, he'll be in the conversation saying, and frankly, you talked this up a few weeks ago Well, uh, in terms of would he have a chance. I think he's given himself a chance with how lead a level of def- – defensively, he's an all-star. But right. I do think when you look at Markkinen's points, you look at, you know – and, and who knows, scratches, you know, A.D. Zion, who knows with health, yeah. maybe he ends up getting mm-hmm. in as an alternate. But I just think right now in terms of the vote, it's the the offensive numbers hurt him, and I think he'll be he'll be more considered and closer to it in future years after he gets this DPOY. Am I ruling it out? No, because if some right. of these guys are scratches, Jaron's going to be among those list of guys, and you're going to say, well, this guy's been the best best defender in the league. And you make a great point about Rudy. wasn't like he was some offensive juggernaut when he was getting right. in. So you know, and not to mention, you're talking about a team that's right there at the top of the Denver Nuggets is the best you know best team in the West. And so, right. should the best team in the West only get one All Star, yeah, one All Star as well. So, as much as I'd love to see him in it and hope that he does, um, I think it's going to be in the years to come, say for him. But he getting yeah. that the Player of the Year though, I, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that for sure. Something else that I think that uh, could be in Jaron's favor, um, as far as uh, possible All Star selection, like you said, are the injuries with uh, Zion Williamson and uh, yeah. Anthony Davis? You don't know, you know, where they're going to be as far as those uh, injuries are concerned. Uh, but something else, just to piggyback on something you said earlier in the show, um, as far as Jaron, uh, no, I'm sorry, as far as the Grizzlies overall, you said that you thought that those uh, four losses in five games may have been a wake-up call for this team. I think as demoralizing as a game that Christmas Day game was for Jaron, I think that may have woke something up in him as well. I think that that may have uh, kind of relit a fire under him because he's been – we're talking about defense, but offensively, he's been very good. He's been yeah. scoring around the basket, getting to the basket, being very selective on his three-point shots. Uh, Jaron's playing great basketball, and I hope that, like we said, that the, that super demoralizing game where, where he was just little little broed and little boyed by Draymond Green, I think that may have uh, woke something up in number 13 as well. 